her in my name. In my name, he shall give you. Okay, when we speak the name, we are speaking the very character of God. You're speaking his love, you're speaking his mercy, you're speaking his truth, you're speaking his integrity, you're speaking his nature, you're speaking his will, you're speaking his identity. He won't go against his name. He doesn't change. So when you put it in the name, you will be in agreement with God. Do you understand how that works? And our goal in this life is to agree with God. That's our goal. Okay? Everything that you shall ask my Father in my name, he shall give you. Until now, you have not asked anything in my name. Have you ever thought about why that was? I mean, this is me. But, he, but Jesus was with them. You know? They would just go to him and say, hey, Jesus. They didn't have to pray to the Father in the name. He was right there. You know? Hey, Jesus. How about this? They could just talk to him directly. Well, you get to talk to him directly now through the Holy Spirit. Okay, ask and you will receive that your joy may be perfect. Hallelujah. I have spoken these things in parables to you, but the hour is coming when I shall speak with you, not in parables, but I shall declare to you about the Father plainly. Have you ever thought about what that means? Have you ever thought about that? I, thought, I think about these things. So what is, what is he declaring? What is Jesus going to be declaring? I believe it's the revelation of our unity with the Father. He's not going to have to talk in parables. He will have finished the work. He'll be at the right hand of the Father where he is. And he's revealing to us our unity because of what he's done. He doesn't have to talk to us in parables. We get to talk to him all about anything we want now. Does that make sense? So I think it's the revelation of our actual presence with the Father. Okay? In that day, you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall request from the Father for you. Do you see what he's doing there? I will not say that I will request, this is Jesus talking, that I will request for the Father, to the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you. He loves you. He wants fellowship with you. He wants companionship with you. He wants heart to heart with you. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed. One belief. You need one faith. You don't need a bunch of faith and a bunch of works. You need one faith in Jesus Christ. For I and have believed that I have come forth from union with the Father. Do I need to fix something? Sorry. Better? Okay. Union. Where was I? Believe that I have come forth from union with 
God. That's the born-again experience, and then it's growing, us growing up in that. Okay? I have proceeded from union with the Father, and I have come into the world, and again, I leave the world, and I am going to join the Father. This is a beautiful thing, saints. This is a beautiful thing. Because of his union with the Father, Jesus had all that back the name of the Father. Everything, every bit of it. Nothing, nothing missing, nothing broken. The entire character of the Father, the entire intention of the Father, the entire storehouse of the Father, the entire treasury of the Father. And I am not talking about material treasury, although that is included. I am talking about spirit treasury, the precious Holy Spirit. All the spiritual gifts invested in Jesus Christ, your treasury. Every spiritual blessing in Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> so Jesus and the Father were one, and as a man on earth, as a man, like you men and women, Jesus knew the power of the name. He knew what he had. He knew the completeness of the name. And we need to understand the same. We need to understand the completeness of the name. So, Jesus said he came from union with the Father, that he actually proceeded from the Father. So let's look at what the word proceed means. Proceed. To get its source from. Who's your source? To usher forth from. To take its very nature from. To receive identity from. That's what proceed means. So when you receive the identity of the Father, can anything harm you? No. It's, it's just a simple no. It can't. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hallelujah. So because of Christ's union with the Father, we have all the power of God's creative force. Living, 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 living on the inside of you. His creative force, his healing force, his delivering power, his loving kindness, his mercy, all of it. All the fruit of the Spirit just waiting to burst forth from each and every one of us. So when Jesus was ascended to the right hand of the Father, when he ascended, he sent us the Holy Ghost, right? To be our comforter, our counselor, and all that stuff. We receive all the power in heaven and on earth to implement the glory of God. You're a big package. 
You are one Holy Ghost. Big package. <laughs> you just need, we all just need to walk in more revelation of this is basically what it comes down to. In Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He will not leave me or forsake me. I am engraved in the palm of his hand. I have the name of Jesus. I mean, pick the scriptures out. Say the scriptures. This is a victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Faith in what? Faith in Jesus. Faith, faith in the Christ, the anointed one. My God is for me, not against me. I have come to destroy the works of the devil. Did Jesus say he came to do that? Okay, then we walk, we can walk in that same, that, that same anointing. Ephesians 1.10 in the NIV. This is, this is Paul speaking about God. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. Do you know he is pleased that you understand his will? He is pleased, which he purposed. He purposed it, he planned it, he fulfilled it. Which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment. Now listen to this phrase. To bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Now if that's the truth, which the word is true, he purposed to bring to unity under Christ all things in heaven and on earth. Should you be a kingdom of God walker, should you be a kingdom of God dispenser? He didn't leave anything out. He said unity in heaven and on earth, bringing the kingdom of God to earth through the believer. Nothing less. It's stunning. It's truly stunning. So, let's look at what Jesus told us about his name. John 14, Aramaic, verse 12. Timeless truth, I tell you. Whoever believes in me. Do you have to be a pastor? Do you have to be an evangelist? No. Whoever believes, that's you, that's me. That's no special office. It is a special office in terms of we as disciples of Christ. Okay? It is a special anointing. 
Timeless truth I tell you, whoever believes in me, those works which I have done, he will also do, and he will do greater works than these because I am going to the presence of my Father. So when we stay united with Christ, this belongs to us. And anything that you ask, in my name, I shall do for you that the Father may be glorified in his Son. The Father is glorified when you speak in the name of Jesus and get his results here on earth. You bless people. You help people. You transform. Jesus through you transforms people. Okay? So when we ask, that's actually the word command. You're not a beggar. That is you commanding the word. That is you implementing the word, the name. That is you establishing a truth, a kingdom of God truth on this earth according to God's character, according to his identity, his nature, his heart, his will, his intent, his plans, his purposes. John 15, 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and I have appointed you so that, okay, this is your purpose, you also will go bring forth fruit, and your fruit will remain. Wow, that's awesome. When you walk in the name of Jesus, you speak the name of Jesus, you get the re- your fruit remains, your fruit comes forth, and it remains. It helps people. So that all you will ask my Father in my name. We go to the Father in the name. You will ask my Father in my name, he will give you. That's river from the throne, beloved. That is rivers from of life, healing, living waters from the very throne room of God, ushering forth through you. John 16, 23 through 28, again in the Aramaic. And in that day you will not ask me anything. Timeless truth, I speak to you. Everything that you shall ask, my Father, in my name he shall give to you. Until now... Continuing with the scripture. Until now, you have not asked anything in my name, because he was with them. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be complete. This is what I call, okay, this is me, this is me, okay? I'm delineating. I'm not a great, you know, wonderful Bible scholar, so I don't know what Bible scholars say. But this is me. I call this, process, I call this event, I call this reality the great transfer. The great transfer because knowing that he is leaving soon, Christ, knowing that he is leaving soon, he is giving his disciples, how many of in this room are a disciple of Jesus? A follower of Christ. He is delivering to his disciples full assurance to use his name. I call that an amazing transfer. 
I call that a huge permission slip. Did you ever have to get a permission slip when you were in school to go to the restroom or to, or to leave, you know, for a whatever? You had to have a permission slip. Well, this is the great transfer. We have full assurance that we can use his name to walk in his power, to command his authority, to establish the kingdom of God here on this earth. Wow, I can hardly contain myself today, but I don't know what y'all are thinking. (laughs) But we are to do exactly what he commanded. When Jesus was on this earth, he did exactly what the Father said. You have no less capacity. You have no less capacity. Jesus is our pattern. Verse 26, in that day, you will ask in my name, and I do not say that to you that I shall request from the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you and because you have loved me and have believed that I have come forth from union with the Father. Where do you want to stay? You want to stay in union with the Father. You want to seek the Father. You want to keep your eyes on the Father. And, and where do we see that? We see that in Jesus. Okay? The exact image. The exact image of the Father. This is why we can ask for ourselves. It's the great transfer. Because we have loved the Father The Father loves us the same as he loves Jesus. The same. His love for us and our love for Christ has given us the permission, it has given us the ability, it has given us the authority to speak in the name of Jesus and to expect his results. You see, God sees us through the Son and the finished work, the work that has already been accomplished. 28, for I have proceeded from union with the Father, and I have come into the world, and again I leave the world, and I am going to join the Father. So when we are born again, we receive the indwelling, the indwelling Holy Spirit, the very Spirit of the Father. And when we speak the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is present The Holy Spirit always testifies of Jesus. He always agrees with Jesus. He always agrees with the word. Always confirming the word. So that we uh, enact or accomplish the fullness of God. John 14, 26. But he, this is Jesus speaking. But he, the redeemer of the accursed, Have you been redeemed? The Spirit of holiness, the Holy Spirit, whom my Father sends in my name, he will teach you all things, and he will remind you of everything whatsoever I have told you. Do you feel like you have an awesome counselor? Do you feel like you have an awesome companion, your friend? Wow. The Holy Spirit is sent in the name of Jesus to accomplish all the fullness of God. All the fullness of God. The Holy Spirit represents the Father. 
okay? He testifies of Jesus, of the word. Okay, what does a representative do? A representative does just exactly what the sender tells him to do. And that's who you have with you every day, residing in you. John 14, 31. I will not say much more to you. For the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me. So if he has no hold over Jesus, does he have a hold over you? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's going to talk to you like he does. He's going to try to lie to you like he does. But you just set him in his place with the word through the name. That's really all it comes down to. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Exact, perfection, total plan, will, purpose. Okay, so now I want to give you an example of the authority and the power of Christ, of the name. The healing of the lame beggar at the gate, beautiful. Uh, Acts 3, I'm going to start in verse 1. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg. I'm in verse 2. From those going into the temple courts. Every day. Long time. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Okay. He asked them for money. If he is asking for money, in my estimation, he really has no concept of Jesus or what Jesus can do. He's just wanting money. He's in a desperate situation, and he's just asking for some money, and he has no concept of what he can really receive. None. What he can really receive in this situation. He's basically just planning on staying in his present yuck and, and getting money to fund whatever situation he's in. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. What would that have been? What was he expecting? Money. Our expectation has so much to do with what we receive in this life. We have got to expect more. We have got to expect the glory to manifest. We have got to expect laying on of hands and healing. We have got to expect the full provision of God. We have got to expect the reality of every promise in the word. Don't go to sleep on me. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. 
walk. All right, you just right now, where you are in your chair, you just go ahead and receive your healing right now. In the name of Jesus, walk. In the name of Jesus, hear. <coughs> In the name of Jesus, your lungs are clear. In the name of Jesus, you have full energy. In the name of Jesus, lameness gone. It's just in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. But what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk, verse 7, taking him by the right hand and helping him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Praise you, Father. Thank you for my healing. Right now, here, instantly, today. I do not need to wait. The name of Jesus. This is the same name for you today as it was for that beggar. And guess what? There was no long, big, long involved prayer here. Do any of you see a big, long involved prayer? In the name of Jesus, walk. In the name of Jesus, breathe. In the name of Jesus, see. In the name of Jesus, hear. In the name of Jesus, new limbs. In the name of Jesus, limbs grown out. In the name of Jesus. Wow. Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ, and he helped him get up. He declared it, he believed it, he commanded it. In the name of Jesus. And the man was healed. Those are feet and ankle bones that had never walked. Instantly. Instantly healed. They became strong, and they functioned how? Perfectly. They functioned perfectly. Verse 9. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging. He's no longer going to need to be a beggar. At the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. Verse 12. When Peter saw this, he said to them, This is so awesome. This is such an awesome concept here. When, G when Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why does this surprise you? The name brings all the power, all the authority, all the truth, all the way, all the life of Christ to your situation. Your, your situation that's against the word has to fall. 
the miraculous should never surprise us. Why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. He desires to glorify him. He will glorify him. Stand in the name. Speak the name. Know the name. Have revelation of the name. Unity with the Father emanating from the presence of God. You handed him over. He's talking to the Israelites. You handed him over to be killed. And you disowned him before Pilate, though he, Pilate, had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. Praise you, Father. What a gift we've been given. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has been raised from the dead and his life has been placed in you. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Is there anything coming around the corner that the life in you cannot meet and defeat through victory in Christ? But God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this by faith in the name of Jesus. This man, whom you see and know was made strong, it is Jesus' name. And the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you all can see. In the name of Jesus, be made strong. Every one of you. <coughs> In the name of Jesus, be made strong. If you are a servant of Jesus Christ, you have the same destiny this very same destiny, healing, in every area of life. Nothing missing, nothing broken. It is Jesus' name and faith that comes through him that completely healed the man. And you know what? When we read this, to me, it's very clear that he was not healed. This man was not healed because of his own faith. He wasn't looking for healing. He, he wasn't even believing for healing. He was believing for money. He was not healed because of his own faith. Don't you ever tell anyone. Don't you ever tell anyone. I am so serious about this. 
do not ever tell anyone that they have not been healed because they do not have enough faith. You employ your faith. How many people did Jesus completely restore that didn't, had no faith in him at all? What about the blind man? Who healed you? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I have my sight. They were trying to ensnare Jesus because he was healing on the Sabbath. His parents wouldn't even stand up for him. But Jesus had compassion. Jesus, we serve a God of compassion and mercy and loving kindness. And as far as I'm concerned, if anyone comes to you and they talk to you about any situation that they have, they have just given you authority to pray for them and to use your faith. So step out. they need healing, if they want help healing, you just use your faith in Christ because the name, the name is even bigger than you trembling in that situation. You know that? The name is bigger. God will meet you when you step. Hallelujah. You just go right ahead and you stand on behalf of that person. Didn't Jesus do that for you? Didn't he take all the sin? Didn't he take all the pain? Didn't he take all the yuck and all the junk? And didn't he stand in for you? Well, you just go right ahead and you just do that for somebody else and quit standing on all these silly legalistic things. (laughs) I'm so, I'm not going to use the word tired. I have no use for the traditions of men. I have none of it. No use for it at all. We need to see Jesus for who he really is. He is a loving, merciful, kind, forgiving God. And you are here to display his compassion, not his judgment. You let him do the judging. You let the Father do the judging. You be his vessel of mercy and kindness. You be the healing rivers that flow from the throne room. John 17, 11. This is Jesus talking to the Father. Keep them in your name. Because see, he's getting ready to leave, right? So this is, this is what he says to them before he's about to proceed to, to the crucifixion, to the garden and to the the crucifixion. Keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, so that they shall be one. Can you hear me? Okay. Keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, so that they shall be one, just as we are one. You're one with the Father. When I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name, 
But now I come to you, and I have given them your word. What's his word? His name. His word is his name. We are kept in the name of the Father. So, three important things in this passage. God gave Jesus Okay, God gave Jesus his very own name. Jesus kept his disciples in that name, and not one was lost, he says that, except for Judas Iscariot, right? God now keeps us in his name. We are kept, we are protected, we are strengthened, we are provided for, we are shown the love, we are blessed in the name. John 17, 14, we are kept in the word, the embodiment of the name. Jesus says, I have given them your word. And as we submit to the word, as we believe the word, as we rely on the word, as we trust the word as absolute truth, which is the name of Jesus and the Father, in John 17, 15, it says, we are preserved from the evil one. We are preserved from the evil one. That was Jesus' prayer to the Father for us. Jesus prayed for you before he left. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father interceding on your behalf. John 17, 26, Jesus revealed and he continues to reveal all that the name is to us, who God is, his total identity and character, his completeness, and we are meant to walk in that. Jesus, by the way, is the fulfillment of every, of the name of God, of the names of the Father. John 17, 26, and I have revealed to them your name, and I am revealing it so that the love with which you have loved me shall be in them and I shall be in them. That's the power of the name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are destined, church. We are destined for victory in the name of Jesus. It cannot be withheld from you. Hallelujah. It is the finished work of Christ. So, dear Lord, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, that we each receive greater and greater revelation of the name, greater and greater revelation of your love for us, Lord God. 
Help us be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Help us remain yielded. Help us remain tender in our hearts, Lord. And we just thank you for speaking to us, for revealing the truth, the capacity, the power, the authority, the completeness of the name. And your love for us in giving us the name that we would bring heaven to earth to glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, so now we're going to go ahead and we're going to all take communion together. And then I'll receive tithes and offerings. If you don't have the elements, you can raise your hand and someone will bring that to you. So communion. Let's see if I can do it one-handed. Lord, thank you. Thank you for submitting to the plan of God. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus, for your obedience. Thank you, Father, that you have given us the name that is above every other name, that you finished the work, and that you have provided for us everything that's in the name. We receive our healing now in Jesus' name. Amen. And we thank you, Lord, for the blood, your blood that you poured out on our behalf. 